and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. This week we're looking at the weird and wonderful Kappa from Japanese mythology who is actually one of the most well-known Japanese myth monsters. Kappas are one of the Japanese yokai which is a demon or spirit in their mythology They are an amphibious creature, typically green, yellow or blue, around the size of a child and they kind of resemble a turtle, with a large shell on their backs. They also apparently have an ape-like face with a beak and arms that connect the whole way through their shell, which is a kind of weird thought if you think of an actual turtle. However, the most noticeable part of this monster is the little puddle of water it keeps on its head, called a sarah. When it is out of the water, this has to be full as it's its source of power. So going off of this, I hope you've figured out that these are river and water based creatures living throughout Japan but mostly being found in the Saga prefecture in Kyushu. They also have webbed feet and hands and that's generally where you're going to find them, in the rivers, as they're amazing swimmers and generally not great at walking about on land, although they are said to be stronger than people, but they may be small they are terribly mighty. Fun fact is that they have three anuses, which means they produce a lot more gas than people. Isn't that so fun? I actually have more about this later on, I'm so sorry we have to talk about butts. They're also very intelligent and are one of the few yokais who can actually speak in human languages and they're also very skilled in medicine. However, in contrast to this, they can also be very mischievous. Their pranks range from loudly farting or upskirting ladies in kimonos drowning people, raping women or kidnapping children. Now the worst part about this is when cappers attack people, they would pull out the person's intestines out through their buttholes. Yes, you heard me correctly, out of their buttholes. This was to get to an organ called the Shirikodama, which is apparently containing the human soul and is inside all of us, which obviously, as proven by human biologists and philosophers worldwide, does not exist. So how do you get away from a particularly aggressive kappa? Kappa can be polite, as I said earlier, it can be disabled by bowing at it as if greeting or inviting it to a sumo wrestle. How? Well, a kappa would bow back and spill the water on top of its head, completely disabling it. If you refill this, the kappa actually will then serve you for eternity, which is kind of cool, but also kind of big slavery vibes, you know? can also steal its arms which as I said it's pretty easy when they're not connected to its body so you can just pop them out and carry them around smack a few people with them. I've also found that sometimes Kappa would demand a farm girl to marry and the farmer would challenge the Kappa to win her hand by fully submerging gourds which if you think about it is impossible because they float therefore the farmer would always win. They apparently love a cucumber which is not a euphemism on my part and you can escape an aggressive kappa by throwing a cucumber in its general direction and run away whilst it eats it. If you need to bathe in the water where a kappa lives, it's recommended to chuck a few kooks in there before and it will let you use it as a thank you. 
In Edo, which is old Tokyo, there used to be a tradition where people would write the names of their family members on cucumbers and send them down the river to keep the kappa at bay to prevent the family member from being attacked in water. Isn't that the most hysterical thought you can think of? I just love it. Or you could go the easy route and just throw some iron, sesame or ginger at it as they hate that. Or even better, and the best method, is just to fart at it. This apparently works. There are even drawings of this legitimately. I told you we were going to get back to the farting part at some point. If you beat a kappa, which to be honest sounds quite tricky, it will then help you with farming or share some of its medical know-how with you. Or you can make friends with one by continually bringing it cucumbers and it will help out on the farm as a pal. Now on to etymology time. The word kappa in Japanese means river child with kawa, which means river, and wapa meaning child. Note the first part of the word there as they do have two other names being kawataro meaning river boy and kawako meaning river tiger. This is because they've very rarely been described as also having stripes. There's also a hair covered version called the hayusabe. Kappa might sound really quite familiar to a few creatures we've covered in the past as they are quite similar to the Scottish legendary water horse, the Kelpie, which was back in the third episode of the podcast and my favourite ever myth monster. They can also be linked to a Germanic and Scandi myth monster called Nick, Nocken or Nixie, which we're actually covering next week. Surprise! However, these monsters have been used to frighten children away from the water, which is the same kind of purpose as the Kelpie and these. Kappa have been noted since about the late 1700s, which in Japan was known as the Meiwa period. They really only registered the sighting that was in 1764 around modern day Tokyo, where one was captured. It was about 60 centimeters long and was compared to a catfish, but was formally identified as a kappa. There have been other sightings, but they're not very well documented, dating around the late 1700s to the mid 1800s. And much like the Jurogomo, which was the Japanese monster we covered a few months ago, it's still widely used as a symbol in Japan today, as Kappa are widely recognised as an avatar of the water deity. There are shrines dedicated to Kappa as water deities all over Japan today, even with festivals designed to keep the Kappa happy, and now just celebrates a really good harvest. The most famous place to look for Kappa is a place called Tono in the Iwate prefecture, specifically called the Kapabuchi waters. Nearby to this, in Jokenji, there's a Buddhist temple that has little dog statues with little dishes on the head that keep the rainwater in there, as apparently there was a Kappa who helped extinguish a fire there, sacrificing itself for the temple. There's actually a similar story in Tokyo where an apparent mummified arm of a kappa has been enshrined since 1818, which is creepy, but at the same time quite cool. I've also seen a horrific picture of a so-called kappa skeleton in an actual pub in Japan. It's horrible. Wouldn't advise looking it up. If you're curious, go for it, sure. Another cool fact, there was a Japanese folklore writer called Kunio Yanagita that said that many people from Tonyo believed that some women were kidnapped and even had children with Kappa. Apparently these children were so hideous that they were buried alive, leaving no trace of these hybrids around today. There's a cool expression, Kappa no Kawa Nagari, which means a Kappa drowning in a river. That is meant to convey the idea that even experts make mistakes I think that's bloody brilliant. And to add to this, when you go swimming in parts of Japan, there are signs that have the kappa drowning people 
as a warning of the dangers of the water. As you know, I said that they were really great healers. Well, it's been said that the technique of bone setting was thought to have been originally taught to humans by a friendly kappa from when they sumo wrestled. My favourite fact actually, mainly because I love sushi, is that there's a type of sushi that has cucumbers and it's named after the kappa called the kappamaki. Absolutely delicious. Now, kappa legends are probably based off of the Japanese giant salamander, which are massive. If you've not seen a picture of them, Google it now. They're called hanzaki in Japanese, and as cute and as useless as they look, they are really, really ugly and quite massive. Another suggestion is that it could be a prehistoric kind of amphibian, such as the Tenma Spodol, which, to be honest, looks like a giant salamander, but with very large and very scary looking teeth. Now, culture this week is a really good one. For art, the amazing part of doing any Japanese monsters is that there is always amazing art that was drawn actually during the period. So for this, I would recommend looking at Kogotoan's Tsukio Koryaku from 1820 and Toriyama Seiken's Kappa from 1776. There are loads of other artworks of them, but annoyingly with the vast amount, sometimes that means the artists are quite hard to track down. And a lot of them are just in Japanese, you can't, I can't translate them at least. For movies, we've only got the two, and that's Summer Days with Ku from 2007, and amazingly, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie from 1993. And this is especially funny, because they end up in Japan and everyone screams that they're Kappa, and it's just the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For TV, they're in the anime One Piece, the character's name is Kawamatsu, and he is a samurai Kappa. They're also mentioned in River Monsters, and if you've not seen it, it's a British fishing show where he goes on the hunt for mythical fish and finds not-so-mythical fish. In this episode, he finds the giant salamander. Honestly, I really recommend watching that show. He's really boring, but he's it's really interesting all at the same time. There are actually quite a few video games this week. They're in Final Fantasy VII, Smite, Monster Hunter Rise, Tuhu Project, Yokai Watch, and also, and my favourite one, Animal Crossing, where there's a character called Captain, who is the cab driver in the games, and asks you all the questions about your character in the beginning of the older games. As an avid player of Animal Crossing New Horizons, I haven't found him in that yet, but I also haven't played since lockdown, because that was just the thing with Animal Crossing, wasn't it? So, hey-ho. My book recommendation for this week is the wonderful Yokai series by Hiroka Yoda, including Yokai Attack, the Japanese Monster Survival Guide, and Yurei Attack, the Japanese Ghost Survival Guide. I bought both these books a few months ago and they're super, super informative, really good books, really great illustrations. They're a super recommendation for this week. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? This one's actually kind of tricky because I do like to think that there are little frog slash salamander dudes out there trying to get into the buttholes of Japanese blokes who went swimming in the wrong lake. But at the same time, how likely is it that three little green dudes are wandering around? Unless you're in Toy Story, pretty damn slim. I imagine that, like I mentioned earlier, there were probably giant salamanders, which are really common in lakes in Japan, or there were sea turtles of some kind, and I have heard that turtles really like cucumbers too. I mean, who doesn't? It's a very inoffensive vegetable, or maybe fruit. I'm not going to continue that debate, I refuse. I personally have seen the kappa in a lot of Japanese cartoons that I watched growing up, and I didn't realise that they had a name or species. I always thought they were frogs, I'll be honest, with lily pads on their heads. And now I look at a picture of Lotad from Pokemon and I'm like, ah, 
You were definitely inspired by Kappa somewhere along the lines. I tell you what, I actually really loved this one. It was really fun to research and there was so much content for me to look over. It's such a popular one, but what a fun creature. And I just can't get over that you can just fart them away. It's so bizarre. Just remember if you ever go to Japan to eat loads of beans and carry some cucumbers if you ever plan to go swimming in a lake. Honestly, this was kind of another one that I put off. I wasn't feeling very well this week. I've had a really exhausting few weeks. And um, I'm really glad I managed to get this out to you this week, to be honest. I think I might take a holiday soon. I'm not sure. We're coming up to, this is episode 21 in series one. I'm not sure where I'm going to call it, but I'm going to call it eventually. So I'll let you know. I'm not going to finish. I'll just take a break and start the next series. But I kind of spoiled next week earlier in the episode. But we are heading back over to mainland Europe for the Nixie. It is another little river monster, but they're really fun. And they're in a lot of different cultures in Europe, so I'm going to run with it. Come paddling in next Thursday for that lovely instalment of the podcast. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters cover next. And I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are MythMonsters Podcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. All of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk, shiny new website. So come and join the fun and share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. Thank you.